Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. And Gabby, we have a special guest we want to welcome on this week. We are joined by Miami Hurricanes defensive end, DeAndre Johnson. DeAndre is going to be a key member of this year's team, right? Uh, Tennessee transfer. And we wanted to have him on the podcast to kind of tell his story a little bit, um, introduce him to Miami fans, maybe help him uh, inspire some businesses to want to partner with him uh, with some name, image, and likeness deals after hearing his story, getting to know him a little better here through the podcast. So I want to start off, DeAndre, thanks for joining the show. Uh, looking forward to chopping it up with you. So let's, let's start here, just rapid fire kind of icebreaker, right? Uh, just kind of quick answers from you that, that we want here. We will start easy. Uh, we'll start with favorite hurricane ever. Was there a hurricane you grew up a fan of as a kid or, or that you like now, I guess? Uh, I'm going to go with a hometown hero, uh, Sean Taylor. Okay. What was it about him you liked? Oh man, just growing up, hearing the stories, you know, from from our from our peers, everybody around, it was just, you know, when you thought of you being growing up, he was the first person, you know, the first player to come to mind. Just what he did as a football player. Is he is he from your area down south? Are you guys from yeah. the same area? Uh, he, he has people that's you know that's from that's in the area. Mm-hmm. His family. I like that pick. That's my favorite hurricane too. Um, I guess. Beyond Hurricanes, right? Favorite athlete of all time. Who would you go with? Favorite athlete? Oh, MJ, Michael Jordan. Okay. What <laughs> do you think Jordan. about what do you think about LeBron fans? Nowadays? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, well, well, how's that MJ LeBron LeBron debate for you? You know, I just feel like when you break those two down, they, they're not really the same player, you know. I feel like if you MJ, just the way he played, the gracefulness, like. Uh, his comp- competitiveness, like he just, oh no, he just, he was different to me. But you know, LeBron in today's age, I feel like, you feel me, he's one of the top, you know, athletes to ever, you know, that we've seen in a long time. So I feel like he's not really comparable to me. How many times have you watched The Last Dance, the documentary that came out last year? I watched it about twice. Okay. Did it live and up to your expectations? Was it to my expectations? Um, I feel like, I feel like I seen some, some things I, 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 um, I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Um, right. it was some things I found out about him that I really didn't know. Like he was like, how they, how they showed it. He was like, really like bigger than the world type, like athlete, you yeah. feel me? So there was some things I found out about him. Next question. Tell us who, you, who the funniest teammate is at, at UM. 
Who's the funniest guy in the locker room? <laughs> That's a funny one. Uh, I'll probably go Nesta. Just okay. all day funniness, yeah. Okay. What's he do? Like, what kind of funny is he? Because he, you know, to the media, to us, he's very serious, right? Super serious. Uh, but he's funny behind the scenes? He keeps you guys laughing? Nah, for sure. Just the energy he brings, like, he's just different around us, so... But like when you when he gets on the field, he's locked in. You can see it in his eyes. He's ready to go to war. That's what I, I love about him. Like off the field, he does his thing. On the field, he's he turns it on. Who's the funniest coach on the staff? Funniest coach. <laughs> I'd probably say T Rock. Okay. T Rock for sure. Who even, even, even though sometimes he probably tried a little too hard, but he's funny. <laughs> He's he's a big MJ guy, is he not? Have you talked about that with him? Nah, I he ain't never run it by me. He's funny okay. though. Okay. Best meal that mom cooks. Best meal that mom keep, keeps it simple, but she her homemade spaghetti, like that's probably okay. number one for me. Okay. It it what kind of like is there meat in it or is it just red sauce? Nah, yeah, she, yeah, ground beef, red sauce, okay. yeah. She okay. puts a little tick in it, cheese on top of it. Okay. <laughs> Favorite thing to do in your spare time? What do you do when you're chilling, not playing football? Uh, in the spare time, if I'm not like anything, you know, watching film towards football, I'm just, I'm just relaxing for real. I'm a, I'm a very low key guy. Uh, I don't really do too much. Uh, but you know, I have a lot of people within my circle that you know, that have expectations from me that you know, that see me in a, a different light. So I just try to be a good person to everybody I come across. And, you know. Just be a good guy, but I'm, I'm a very uh, relaxed guy. What did you study at Tennessee? I studied communications. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, what do you feel like you took from, from learning communicate that study in communications, that degree? Um, I would say just putting myself on a platform, just learning how to use certain language at certain times, um, being able to relate to all kinds of people, um, just in any, any situation that I can adapt. So I just feel like it just taught me to be more vocal, be more um, sociable. Is that a field that still interests you, right? Like, let's say beyond football? Yeah, I would say just, you know, getting out there, broadcasting. Um, I feel like I'm a guy. I don't really got to say too much, but my presence when I'm around, you can tell I'm locked in, I'm uh, serene to my uh, surroundings. Uh, I'm very aware, so... You say you watch a lot of film. Who are some of the guys you like to watch? Uh, I, I, I watch a mix of guys, Miles Garrett, um, Demarcus Lawrence, TJ Watt. Um, it's a lot of inside guys that come up. You know, Aaron Dunham, of course. Um, I can't uh, – uh, it's, it's a couple inside guys. Uh, I can't think of his name from the Saints. can't think of his name. There's just so many guys I can think of. I just try to steal something from uh, Robert Quinn. You know, I try to steal a little something from everybody game. Yeah. I want to know weight room stuff. Just w what is the the lift or movement you're proudest of that you can pull off in, in the weight room? Like weight-wise mm. or, or whatever, you know? What do you that's my best lift? Probably, what would probably you point something to? that's routine. I feel like I feel like a power clean, just just using your whole body, just you know, it's something that's very underrated, but when you do it right, I feel like it translates. So probably a power clean for real, just being able to have the flexibility to catch the bar at a certain. Yeah, I would. And I would what go is your power clean? 
And how does it rank amongst the DNs, would you say? Uh, I probably clean 308. Okay. Uh, I'm probably like top. I don't want to say no numbers. I'm okay. up there, though. I'm okay. up there. Top three, top two. I'm up there. And last we thing, just... Strong, we got some strong D-Lamin, though. Yeah. Last thing with this rapid-fire stuff. I just want to know why Why has your number been number 13? Um, I actually had a uh, chance, like, when I came, when I was going to Tennessee, I had to choose from 13 and 15. And, uh, oh, no, 13 just struck out with me. And uh, ever since I've been wearing it, I just feel like it's just been carrying a little something with it, like a little light with it. So just go to. I just feel like it fits me for real. Like it was right. made for me. I don't know. Can't really explain it. So we're going to get into your story here, DeAndre. But but before we we jump into that, want to want to just let people know, right? We got a ton of listeners on this podcast through the smoke. Uh, the numbers are strong. And we just want to put it out there in the beginning, right? If you guys enjoy DeAndre's story, enjoy what he's all about, right? Uh, if, if any businesses are out there are inspired to support DeAndre in any way they can, right? Name, image, and likeness is, is uh, full go in college football, right? Reach out to his representative, Joe D. Benedetto, and you can reach him at joe at oneofoneagency.com. That's joe at the number one of the number one agency.com. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll include that in the show notes, in the podcast feed, and on the article on Inside the U. DeAndre, you know, I mean, obviously with this NIL stuff and, you know, being a South Florida guy, like, is there any particular business that would be like, you know, your dream, just like, I would love to partner with this company or like, you know, your favorite brand growing up, your favorite restaurant, you know, in Dade County or closer, like, you know, even closer to where you grew up. Like, I know you went to Miami Southridge, all that stuff, just mm -hmm. any business or anything that just like, man, if I partnered with them, like this would be it for me. Um, I would say just on a business deal, like since all of this is so new, I would yeah. say just um, getting back down here to Miami. I was just say establishing my name first, you know, yeah. uh, you know, getting my name back flowing through the community. Um, so you know, I'm I'm, I'm open to all opportunities, all everything that comes at me, uh, everything that's open. Um, just representing who I am as a person, uh, giving back to you know the community, as I said. And uh, far as dream, something that just struck out to me, of course, like a Nike Jordan deal. That's yeah. that's something growing up like Nike Jordan. That's top. That's number one. Um, but just uh, within the neighborhood, just um, I did some research on you, DeAndre, and I don't know if they're still open, still rolling, but Senogos. Are uh, you you talking about Sangos? Sangos, Jamaican okay. spot. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably yeah, I go with Sangos for sure. That's something I've been eating since I was a child, like since I was a baby. So I would go with that um, for sure. It's a lot more. I can't even think. Uh, Snappers, another big time restaurant down south that uh when I was small been going to um DeAndre, smoothie you, smoothie and DeAndre, I know you went, to, you went to Killian for a little bit right yeah yeah so I've been, yeah. I've, been hey, I've been around something yeah some things are coming back to me like it's been so long since I've been back now so, so I'm, I'm really yeah. getting adjusted for real like on the fly oh, I'm just thinking smoothie king yeah. tropical smoothie I'm just open like I'm just it's so many so many things I can name 
I know there's a place right by Killian because I lived right there. I lived right next to Miami Dade College. Come on, give me the so name. there's a Jamaican place. I mean, if you're talking about a, if you like that Jamaican stuff, there's a, a Jamaican Patties place in that shopping center right across from Miami Dade called Sonia's Patties. I don't know Sonia's, if you ever had it. I never had Sonia's. You never had it, bro. That okay, is look, I had a spot. We had a patty. spot. We had a spot called Marie's for a long time. Okay. They just shut down. They shut down when I was in Tennessee, so I no. never had a chance to. Uh, Marie's a, was a banger. I'm a, I'm a big Jamaican Patties guy, so I, mean, I know that's crust. right down the street from Killian. So I didn't know if you had Golden, to, Golden you Crust. You had Golden Crust before. Which was that? Golden Crust. Golden Crust. That they sell those at Publix. Nah, not not the crispy <laughs> chicken. <Is> it, <laughs> they sell the golden crust boxes out of the frozen Jamaican. Nah, he's he talking about the crispy chicken, man. We on the whole other topic. <laughs> All right, so we got some ideas out there, and if you guys are listening to this, hit up hit up Joe. But yeah, let's let's jump into just first. Let we'll get into your story, right? But let's we got to talk about fall camp because books kind of closing on fall camp now, DeAndre, mm-hmm. and we'll just you know we'll keep it broad, right? But how was camp in general the last two weeks? And Manny Diaz said after the camp, right? Now it's kind of time to turn the page, getting ready for Alabama. Are you excited for this time? Does it feel like the season's kind of here? No, nah, for sure. Just feeling feeling very locked in about the season. Um, all the things Diaz been preaching, just uh, competing, you know, getting that spirit back, getting that Miami swagger back. Just, um, you know, just being happy for your teammates, man, just building a bond among the team. I feel like he's just brought us closer as a unit. And, uh, yeah, you could, it's most definitely it's been a long two weeks of camp. Camp was um, phenomenal. Like, just was uh, did a lot of work, got better um, at some things. There's some things, you know, as a player you got to work on each and every day. That's why you get another day to, you know, perform. But, yeah, I feel like um, it's, it's time to turn the page and get ready for the season. To me, you know, camp is a time where the team really bonds, gets tight, connected. You know, the leaders emerge, kind of take on those leadership roles, right? How would you say all that went, you know, with you guys during camp? How is the leadership? How tight is this team right now? Oh, man, that that was another key piece to um, really the the way we've responded. Uh, You got guys on defense, Bubba Bowden, of course. You got the offense, Mike Hardy, uh, De'Ari King. Those guys have responded, man. Every unit on the team, I can't. I don't really like the. I'm not a guy. Sure. I don't really like the. You know, name point and point fingers. But I would say just everybody just just been pouring their heart out uh, for the team and just just trying to come together as a unit. How is you know, Derek King? You've been around a lot of quarterbacks, right? At Tennessee, you know, at the college level. How is he different, just as a leader? How has he, you know, how has he impressed you in that regard with the way he carries himself? Uh, I would say Dierra is just, just a focused guy. When, when you see him, is just he's easy going. He's uh, easy to talk to. He just he just carries himself like a businessman. He just goes about his business. He's very sharp on the field. He knows where to go with the ball. He's electric. Like he, he's he's what you expect from a from a guy from a, from a number one quarterback. Um, DeAndre, I know you like, you know, you obviously spent a few years at Tennessee, you know, got really familiar with that locker room, made the move over to Miami. Just how was that adjustment of just like, you know, getting to learn a whole new locker room of guys uh, and just like your mindset coming in as a transfer, you know, again, a Dade County guy, sort of a homecoming of sorts, just like what was your mindset going into the whole situation and just, you know, trying to fit into, you know, as an older guy in a locker room? Of, you you know, say as far as come, coming back to Miami? Yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, you're okay, just your mindset yeah. of coming in and having to compete, earn a spot and all that stuff. 
Uh, my 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 first thing was just come come in and just just work for real. Just have a a work first mentality. I just came in very humble. You know, I was a man of few words. I just showed my actions, but you know, by the way I work. Um, just tried to earn my trust from my teammates in any way I could. You know, um, you know, God started you know expecting me to be more vocal, be more of a leader, and I, I just grew him right into it. It's just. Uh, it's just, you know, it was natural. It felt very natural. I ain't really had to do, you know, nothing outside of the, you know, but just put in work. And just how like, many, I know, oh, go, yeah, go ahead, David. I was just going to say, how many guys did you know already on the team growing up, right? Because I probably, I probably knew about four, five. Who were the, the Southridge guys, I would assume? Yeah, we got, we got, you know, D, uh, Noodles, Scaife. Uh, I played against some of the guys, the Vons, uh, Wayman Steed. Um, uh, who else? Who I know. Else? Ty- I know Tyreek went to South Dade, Tyreke, first, but I don't know. Tyreke I don't know. Yeah. Day, he was at yeah. South Ridge. Uh, he's from you know around the way, uh, like a neighborhood guy. Uh, so he's very very familiar, you know, with some of the players on the team. Tell me this, because you know, obviously down south, down in Miami you know, park ball, optimus ball growing up, right? It's a big deal. Who on the team now was like a, who would you say was a beast as a kid at an optimus ball that you remember? Do any of those guys stand that, out? That's on the team now. Um, Mark, Mark Pope for sure was always dominant. Um, on the team now, that was probably Mark. DJ was always, you know, very dominant. Um, was Mark a receiver pretty, back then too? What, back then, what yeah, play? like a slot. He played everything pretty much back then. Okay, cool. Let's uh, so let's get into your story, right? Because uh, you you've definitely been through so, some uh, some tribulations during your time coming up. I'm not sure all the Miami fan base is, is aware of your story, right? Dating back to high school, um, but you know when you were, I think. This is back in 2015, right, DeAndre? Yes, that, that's correct. And you were what, a a sophomore? Is that right? In high school? I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. When you were, we'll just, we'll let you kind of tell the mm-hmm. story in your own words, right? Just kind of what happened. DeAndre, this is back in 2015. DeAndre's a sophomore at Miami Killian High School. And kind of tell us how you, want to tell it in your own words and you know we'll we'll ask you follow-up questions here and there uh once you're done kind of getting through what you went through back then Nah, for sure it was just probably just a a normal day um just going to school uh and it's crazy around the time it, I, I was just overcoming adversity um I, I got injured the past the past falls so I was just working back you know to get healthy it was around spring a normal morning, I was uh, attending uh, lunch at uh, school, talking to a group of friends, and uh, I turned around, you know, in a facing direction to get lunch, and I just, I had like you know a weird like a weird feeling like a like someone told me to, and I turned around and I I got stopped, mm-hmm. so it was just you know from there it was just a movie, just um you know getting rushed to the hospital. Um, having my classmates, you know, see what happened to me. Uh, just the aftermath, you know, trying to get back right to play football, um, things like that. So you were stabbed. The the reports, right, that that mm-hmm. you can Google and read, listeners. But 
You were stabbed three times. No, that, uh, that's, I was actually stabbed. I was stabbed once, once. Once. Okay. You yes. were stabbed once in your chest, right? And, and mm -hmm. did it puncture your lung? It, it did. Okay. And you were stabbed by a, a young woman, I guess, that had gone through emotional trauma, right? There was no reason for her to do that. <laughs> it was totally out of the blue, right, DeAndre? It was... Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Just, just, uh, just, just a, a free accident. Right. So there's, there's a lot of things to get into here. I guess just the time, the recovery time, like what was it? How long were you in the hospital recovering, you know, with the punctured lung, getting stabbed? Uh, it was like eight days. Is that right? And what something goes like that was about a week, something like that. Couple what goes weeks. through your head just, you know, as you're, I mean, were you conscious for most of it? Like, do you remember most of that time? Well, it's actually when when it happened, I, I was unconscious. Then I, I regained consciousness, and uh, but after the surgery, you know, I was coming back probably a couple of days prior. Um, my dad, you know, I I remember my uh, conversation with my dad, you know, and he was telling me the first thing I told him was was I and I couldn't even remember was was I going to play football again, you know, and I just I just felt very thankful for my life at the time, like sure. what I had, you know. What had just happened, you know, I was very thankful, of course, for life, you know, being able to see another day, you know, be able to, to still be here. And uh, I just feel like, you know, everything happened for a reason. Like, you know, it's, it's something that happened to me. Uh, I'm not looking back. I'm not really, you know, right. sick about it. I'm just a person. Like, I'm just going to work. Uh, I feel like I inspire a lot of people. Um, so I, I just got to keep pushing. Does it, does that incident, like, it's not something you can necessarily forget. Necessarily though, forget, right? nah, for sure. Like, does it stick with you every the day? Scar, the like, scar, the scar, the scar I have, like, it's just, it's, it's down my chest. It's something I see every day. Like, it reminds yeah. me every day. Like, I go through trauma. Like, you know, the trauma is still there, but I'm just, able, I'm just happy that you know I'm doing things I love. I have people around me. You know, the support I, I get is, is like I get all love. You know, from people that love me. So, you know, it's just everything is manageable. I'm, I'm able to, you know, live my life, you know, the way I want to. And beyond just the physical stuff, I would imagine too, just mentally, there it took time to move past for something so, so, out of the blue like so, that. Being so right? young, so being so young, being so young, and I learned that you can actually experience, um, you know, like mental, mental, um, episodes from it when you're older. Sure, I learned that because I had I, I I was talking through that, so I learned that. So you know, it, it's something that you know I'm I'm aware of for sure. I'm just, I just continue to pray, be thankful. For what I have, be, be able to, you know, that you just keep, you can just keep working and just be an example for the people that's going through something that, or that's going, that went through something that you can overcome any situation, no matter what, like even losing your life or seeing death, that is, it's still more out here to go. It's still more to do. Like it ain't no stopping. And then, you know, just in the research to DeAndre, you know, you, you and your family, I guess, decided to not pursue anything, any charges, right, against the young lady. I guess, talk about that decision just, and, and you know, why, essentially, that's a big show of forgiveness in some ways, right? Yeah, what? just just being being young and just being a young man, my mom has always taught me to be forgivable, be forgive, uh, forgiveful for, uh, you know, things that happen to you. So I'm very forgiving, you know, I overcame the situation. That's the biggest thing. We just thankful for life at the end of the day. So I feel like that overrides everything, you know, I'm able to keep going 
And uh, y'all just ain't won for real, probably on that one. And just getting back into football, right? From that injury, um, that serious injury. When did you know, like, how long was it after that incident that you knew, okay, I could, I can play football again? I want to say it was probably, it was probably that, that happened like spring. So probably that summer. Okay. Was there, was there any doubt? Like, did you, did you fear that you would not be uh, able to play again? Uh, not, not really. You know, it was, it was some doubt. Not really. I guess when, uh, when I knew that I could play again and that was like when it had first happened. So I was able to eat, at least have that, you know, in my mind that I could play. So, but, um, just when I got clear, it was just like a feeling of relief. Like I was able to work out. I got clear, like right in the summer. So I guess that gave me time and everything was rolling after that. And you've touched on it a little bit, but how did that whole thing just change your outlook on life moving forward, you think? No, nah, I would say like, like, again, just being thankful, just knowing that you can overcome anything, no matter, you know, what you're going through, no matter how hard times get that. It's always, you know, it's, 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 it's something going on with everybody. Like you got to be cautious of who you're dealing with, cautious of, of you know, what's going on out here. Cause it's, it's a lot of people that have stories to tell. So I just try to be, you know, that example, that inspiration for people uh, like me or that's going through something, you know. I was reading too, I guess, and tell me if this is true, but your first play back, I guess you, you then transferred to Southridge. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> so, so your first play, you know, back on the field, you got a sack, right? That first play, I promise you. And I, and it was just, it was just like something was, you know, it, it was just a feeling of, I can't like that feeling I got, I can't, I can't explain it. And, I, and it was just so crazy. Like I was so thankful that how things work in life, you know? So, right. And just how much like, you know, m- making that move to Southridge, like, was a part of that move was just kind of like closing the chapter on like, you know, that whole experience of just like, maybe let's, let's get a fresh start at another school. So I can just sort of like put this in the past. Was that like a part of the, your decision to, to make that move? Yeah, I would say that. And it was also, you know, really a homecoming, I would say, because Killian was like on the other side, but I knew people from, from that area, but coming back, you know, the, the Salt Mammy Heights, Goose, the Goose area, that's a place, you know, where I've grown up, uh, a place that, I have familiar people, people I'm familiar with, you know, in the area. So it was more of a homecoming, man. I felt comfortable there. And uh, I'm just, you know. Take us through the recruiting process just a little bit, right? And, mm-hmm. and just from a Miami perspective, right? I'm just curious, did they really show you much interest or were you not interested in them? What was it like with Miami at the high school level for you? Uh, I would say going back to that situation, uh, Miami, you know, they, they was always send me letters. I was always have, you know, letters in the mail, little camp invites to come out and showcase. I feel like they, they showed, but it wasn't, I, I went to school early, so they never really offered. I never really got the official goal, you feel me? So, but I feel like my, my decision on going to school early. If, if Miami did show that strong interest, would, would it have, change things you think for you would you have stayed home from the get-go you know it's crazy because at the time it was way different you know right yeah that's that's the crazy part we look at the time it was way different uh I was already feeling like and the family was feeling like 
I needed a fresh start. I needed, you sure. know, somewhere else to go. Yeah. So I don't know, but that it, it definitely would have held some weight though. Like, sure. Yeah. It would have been, you know. What schools were I you considering? You know, outside of home. Yeah. Well, outside, like you know, Tennessee obviously was the landing spot for you. What other schools were you were sort of in the mix in there? Uh, you know, I was, I was, uh, I committed Mississippi State, but okay. I had Auburn. I had uh, South Carolina early. I really liked the South Carolina. I had Auburn. I could have went to Auburn. Uh, who else? NC State was probably in the mix. Um, um, Tennessee, Tennessee just ended up coming late, but them probably was like the main school: South Carolina, Auburn, Tennessee, NC State. Okay. Um, Georgia Tech. It was a, it was a couple of schools coming, like very hard. What's what made what, what was stood out about Tennessee? To you? That was just like you know that's what, that's where I'm gonna go. I just feel like at the time it was uh, it was just something something about the school. Oh no, it was just something you know just yeah. Playing, you kind of go so on your visit. You kind of you kind of get that feeling. Yeah, SEC. Uh, it was an opportunity. I feel like it was an opportunity to go in and play early. Uh, I just I just like you know at the time it, it just felt right. So we got just like a handful more questions for you, and we'll get you out of here, DeAndre. But I'm curious, you know, just this season, right? Looking looking ahead. How excited is your family to, to be able to get to, or I guess it'll be easier to get to games, right? Um, for sure. Were, were they <laughs> no, able to, sure. did they go to a ton of Tennessee games or could they only go to one or two a year? I mean, is that gonna, you being home now, is it going to make a difference in that regard? Being able to watch well, you like I, that? I, I actually have a, a grandmother that stays in Atlanta, Georgia. So that's okay. about, it was about a three hour drive for us. So it, it made it easy for her to come see me. Um, Mom was always coming to see me. Dad came to to some games too. Um, I had a couple people come, but being home for so right down the street, they them tickets. Ooh, I'm having to ask around. I'm having <laughs> this ticket. Ooh, ticket, 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 ticket. That's all I'm gonna get now, man. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> ticket, ticket. So <laughs> we gotta ask it right. Alabama is around the corner, right? And you have faced Alabama every year at Tennessee, right? So, you know, obviously not – don't want state secrets, anything like that. But you've played I, – I looked it up. I think it was like 93 defensive snaps in your career against Alabama. Just what do you remember about those games just facing Alabama, um, what, four years at Tennessee? Mm-hmm. No, just very, very competitive games. Like playing Alabama at Tennessee, that was, you know, that was a rivalry third, third right. uh, October uh, – Third Saturday in October, you know, that was always a big rivalry. So um, those games are always fast, you know, competitive, fast. You just had to be on your A game. And, you know, the SEC is known as being a line of scrimmage league, right? Yeah, and so, would, yeah. So, but, but even within that, how different is Alabama compared to the rest of the SEC on the line of scrimmage in, in your experience? Is it a different level? I would say probably size. Yeah. Probably size. Probably make them different size. Probably the biggest you, SEC O line. If you, I think, like if you really, that's like a stat. I want to see. Right. They probably right. the heaviest. Them and, will probably and, Texas A and M. Okay. And, and you know, how how would you say? Obviously, you're going against the Miami guys in practice, right? But but how does Miami's line of scrimmage compared to sec not necessarily alabama but do you feel like it's on an sec type level because that's something you know sec schools will say 
uh, about Miami. That see, like, oh, see one thing, like I don't feel like you, like I don't really like to compare because I'm going against a very good offensive line right, right. now. So very physical and they know what they're doing. Very smart offensive line. So I can't really compare for real. Like you know, I, I right. you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a game, so it's gonna feel different. But I'm very, I'm going against a good old line, so I don't really want to like compare which one harder. You know. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm just saying it is on it is on par is kind of what mm. I'm saying. Miami's offensive line is it's on that, par. that deep that the defensive line you got is coming with it, you feel me? Like you're gonna right. be good. So that's that's with any old line. I feel like if you if your def- defensive line is, you know. Right. And then, you know, last thing I wanna ask you, um, and, and we'll see if Gabby has anything else for you, but I'm just curious about your your opportunity this year, because it seems like going into this season, right? you might be poised to play the most you have played yet at the college level. I think, you know, the most snaps you played, I think was last year and is like 350 snaps around. Uh, yeah. I think you might play, you know, who knows? We'll see how it all plays out. Right. But 500 plus snaps this year, just that opportunity. If you get that amount right to, to produce at a higher level, presumably, you know, how much are you excited to kind of show what you can do in that regard? Kind of be a guy that doesn't really leave the field too much. I'm, uh, I'm very excited. Uh, probably some luck up, get some old plays to come our way, you know, play hard for the team. Just uh, an opportunity, you know, just to give all I got. You feel me? Just make every make most of every opportunity that I do get with those snap counts. So it's something that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, DeAndre. I mean, I, I guess I'll just I mean. I know there's a lot of competition on the defensive end. Just like, you know, talk about what it's like, you know, just going up against those guys, you know, having to battle it out with, you know, Jafari Harvey's, the Chance Williams, the Zach McLeod. I know he's a vet making that move down. Just like, what can you say about that competition and, you know, how you feel like maybe it's pushing you to sort of take that next step to sort of be that guy that could potentially take, you know, 500 snaps, uh, you know, this coming fall. Oh yeah, for sure. It's most definitely competitive with those guys. You know, Zach being a six-year guy, he's really come along at defensive end uh, since spring. Fari, uh, this being his junior year, you know, he's really come on as a player, you know, mentally and physically. Um, it's, yeah, it's most definitely been pushing me, you know, to, to be more competitive, to, to step my game up, uh, to, you know, to really critique myself, be attentive to detail on every rep, you know. So it's most definitely pushed me, you know. I'm excited to see how this group performs because it's, it's going to take all of us to, you know, win ball games. Yeah, and you know, like Manny Diaz has like talked about the defensive ends as like you know he court sort of compares it to like a, nah, you like know a that, that's like hitter. a cornerstone. That's a yeah. cornerstone of his defense. So we it's gonna take all of us, you know, to go out there and do what we want and get what we want. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously, I mean, everyone's gonna talk about like you know the Jalen Phillips, the first rounder, the Greg Russo, the first rounder. Like you know, they, guys, you know they they love to compare. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like you know, do you like? Do you feel like there's a guy in the room, like you included, that you know maybe like you know could be that sort of guy that takes the next step? Because you know, it felt like you know before Greg Russo's year that he blew up, no one was really talking about Greg Russo as like that type of guy. Jalen Phillips, last I, yeah, year, yeah, there was questions see, about him see, this that, year. That, see, that that's that's what makes questions like that. What you ask me hard because it's it's so hard. It might be a young guy. It might be yeah. You a, never know, a guy. You but it, it's been guys flashing. You know, guys inside for. Is expect that you know, like I can name guy, you know, that's it, it, it could be anybody, so that's kind of a tricky question for me. Yeah, you do you feel like there's like that sort of talent in the room where like we are nah, so not yeah, yeah, whoever gonna ring that bell, you know, that's that's what it's gonna be for sure. So, everybody, is, so everybody just pushing everybody, yeah. like that's that's how you know, 
For sure. That's how you want it to be, man. Last uh, thing yeah, I got for you. For sure, for sure. Last thing I got for you. I mean, I know you, I mean, everyone talks about, I mean, I'm a recruiting guy. So watched a lot of Leonard Taylor as a senior kid was freaky on the high school scene. You mm-hmm. know, what have you been able to see from him? Just like, you know, practicing with him every day and uh, sort of watching him operate. Like, have you sort of seen him, you know, sort of grow and stuff? Oh yeah. He's, he's a physical guy. You know, he's a guy that's physically gifted. He, he's fast. He's quick switched. And he's a guy that's learning. He's eager to learn. A guy that we're going to need down the stretch. You know, it's a long season. So he's a guy we've been on, you know, to, to, to pick the game up fast. And he's been he's been adjusted to everything, you know, that, that's been thrown out on the fly. So I, I love the way he's processing the game. Cool. DeAndre, appreciate your time, man. Uh, again. I appreciate y'all. If you all want to, uh, if you're a, a business uh, and are inspired, and if you're inspired to support DeAndre with some sort of partnership, name, image, and likeness, again, contact Joe at oneofoneagency.com. That's Joe at the number one of the number one agency.com. We'll have that uh, email address in the show notes and on the article at insidetheu.com. Again, DeAndre, best of luck this season, man. Thank uh, you for your time and. Uh, Again, best of luck, stay healthy, all that good stuff. Thank you, man. No, I, I thank you guys again for the opportunity, for sure. Absolutely, man. Take care. All right, God bless. Y'all be safe. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.